0: Welcome to Gridiron Blitz, right here on uh, Block Talk Radio. We're also going to be on TuneIn, Player FM, Google Cast, Apple Podcasts, and of course on the 9.7 largest platform, which is the iHeartRadio platform. Uh, your host, Oscar Lopez, here, Gridiron Blitz 283. In the house today, we're going to have special guest, the uh, all fantasy and champion of the Legends Football League, former Chicago Bliss, current. Seattle miss that is the alley Alberts in the house. And we're going to be talking legends football league as the last weeks of the season come about here and playoff format has changed this year, August 24th. That is the goal for most teams right now, Western conference, Eastern conference battle. That's going to happen at Toyota uh, arena over in Southern California. And then everybody's getting ready for the legends cup, which is going to happen September 8th. And it's going to be also in Seattle. So, pretty exciting there. And uh, last week, the last four weeks of Legends Football League, what uh, nail biters? You go back to uh, June 15th, Chicago and Atlanta, 30 to 25, where uh, the steam get a scare there. Then you go back to June 29th, it is the Battle of Nail Biter as well, 36 33, Seattle Falls to the Austin Acoustic. And then it's July 13th, Denver. Versus Omaha, a much improved Omaha hard team. They have we, we have not seen it in about three years. And this year, the resurgence of the, you know, free agent, Anna Garza, coming to the Heartland. And uh, Lauren Crouch, the quarterback. On top of that, the defensive front that has been put back together. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Omaha, 2-1 and one in the playoff hunt. We haven't said that in a long, long time. And Denver, once again. Uh, uh, Just a sad uh, season, but much improved on defense. Offensively, a lot of things need to happen for them going forward here in the next season. And this past weekend, you're going to get to see it on YouTube. Another clash as uh, Molly Richardson and the Nashville Knights taking on the Chicago Bliss and Tamika Robinson. You're going to get to see it. It's a really close game, all uh, effort there. And coming up here in Austin this coming weekend, July 27th. The L.A. Temptation, 2-1, taking on the Austin Acoustic, 2-0. Oh. It is a battle of playoff positioning here. It would be a great spot for the Temptation to take down the Acoustic. It is the Acoustic spot here to go 3-1 and one and secure themselves in the playoffs. Uh, we have two weeks left after that, which is August 3rd and August 10th, and that's a battle for the playoffs on either side. We have Omaha taking against Atlanta, and Austin once again against Nashville. So both Omaha and Nashville – We thought at the beginning of the season probably wasn't going to be much of a difference than last year, and all of a sudden, they are the difference makers here. One of those teams is going to upset either downfall for Atlanta or downfall for Austin on a surprise mode. So either way, Legends Football League uh, 2019 is looking to be a very heated uh, stretch down to August 24th, obviously, in Los Angeles and ending up in September 8th for Legends Cup at the Shomer Center. Tickets on sale now at the Showware Center. You can follow on Twitter at Showware, or you can go directly to the Seattle Miss site, and you get the Showware Center tickets there as well. A lot of action happening in Texas as well this weekend. The IWFA championship happened in uh, Texas. It is the uh, Austin Ravens with our no-joke football athlete, Michelle Marshall. They were taking on the Harlingen Hive. 8-0 Ravens just owning the uh, IWFA. And then uh, Harlingen with a good story down the stretch. Unfortunately, not enough. Lalani Lopez, Michelle Marshall, and uh, all in company 83-33, and the Hive fall to the Ravens. Ravens uh, complete a perfect season, nine and uh, 8 on eight championship play there in IWFa. It is the off season for them now. Uh, IWFa is now recruiting for the Premier League coming up in a couple months here, about 90 days out. Uh, it is their their s higher echelon uh, league style and uh, hopefully uh, we're going to get the same kind of uh, on-field play that we got in this season from the non-premier league season. So IWFA uh, champions, the Austin Ravens, congratulations to them on taking care of business and Michelle Marshall now almost seven, I believe seven championships now for Michelle Marshall. She just uh, needs that one elusive legends cup and that would make it uh, complete for her. Just a a lot of hardware, a lot of uh, effort. One of the reasons that we sponsor Michelle Marshall, because she's just a baller, an athlete, and an amazing uh, woman at at that as well. So uh, hats off to our football athlete Michelle Marshall and the Austin Ravens of the IWFA in Texas. The other uh, exciting things happening at the Hub, if you haven't gone to the Hub at Facebook.com, you can go to the Hub now and check it out. The WFA Championship Weekend Photos, are up and running now from the WFA, the Women's Football Alliance, and you can catch the All-American Game moments, the Division I, Division II, and Division Three moments there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash gridironbeauties. Kickoff for the Australian season will be in about 90 days, and we will be covering it wall-to-wall from Gridiron uh, Queensland, Gridiron uh, um, over in WA, which is Western Australia, West uh New South Wales. So we'll be wall to wall action in Aussie land. As the NFL season kicks in, we will be down under all season up to about January and then uh covering it all wall-to-wall uh, action. Uh the other league that's kicking off is in Brazil. The uh Liga BFA and Brazil that's kicking off on July twenty eighth. That is big riders taking on cold killers. Uh it's a big big league kickoff here. It's about ten teams. It is a uh, conf- conf- federation set up to try to get a t- squad to the IFAB World Championships in 2021. Uh, the Brazilian squad is going to be having a national tryout to put a team together for the Honduras Women's Cup, International Cup, that's going to happen on March 12th through the 17th. That'll be in 2020. So that is their goal. But we will have the season here that is coming up. And we'll be covering it wall to wall as well, including the Aussie season. So there's no lacks in women's American football on our ca- calendar because it is a year round and we cover it globally. And you go to the hub at Facebook.com forward slash Great Beauties. You can go to Twitter at Great tw- uh, Iron Beauty. You can also follow us on Instagram at Great Iron Beauties as well. So a lot of action happening overseas. We're going to dive into a little bit after Ali Albert's interview in the second hour we're really going to dive into the German League because at the same time, uh, it's boiling down in terms of Division One there. And then we're going to go to Finland as the playoffs in Finland are starting to take shape now for the semifinals as well. We'll dive into those. Uh, international events, since uh, we've started here already, uh, international events basically happening all over between now and uh, close to December. So um, AFE All-Stars. Will be in Virginia Beach this weekend. Our own Holly Custis is in Virginia Beach and she will be there live. Uh, we're going to have a live stream as per AFE uh, via live stream. Uh, July 27th will be the, the matchup. The event goes to 24th through the 28th, I believe, but the 27th is the kickoff for the game and that'll be live stream. And that's all the link is also on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Beauties. Uh, the IWFA. Will take a team to Mexico to take on FXL, and this is a legend style play, eight on eight, and it's going to happen in Mexico, uh, courtesy of FXL and the IWFA. It's going to happen on August 10th, coming up here in August. So Marshall and company will take on will take Team IWFA versus F, uh, FXL team in Mexico. So that's an event that's going to happen here in a couple weeks. Then you got the Euro Championships happening now, August. 12th through the 17th in Leeds, England, and you're going to see that. uh, It's going to be pretty exciting. Austria is one of the teams in the event, Uh, I believe uh, Great Britain, and so there's about four or five teams into the tournament here, and this is going to be a gauge for the IFAB World Championships in 2021 and how strong are these programs. We also have a lot of other programs on the map that we talked about previously where a lot of the teams, like in Spain and France, And in Belgium, uh, the Netherlands, there's a lot of other countries starting to build some of these uh, women's programs. And they're obviously their goal is to get to the IFAB world championship in 2021 to be competitive. Uh, Last uh, opportunity we had was in the IFAB championship was roughly about six to eight teams. The goal here is probably going to be 10 teams. I don't know how big of a tournament that's going to be, but that's going to be a goal for the IFAB championship. So August 12th, to the 17th and we will have coverage all the way around double coverage in the UK is our exclusive networking partner and they will have world to world coverage of the Euro championships, uh, August 12th to the 14th. We'll also have coverage from Mexico, uh, IWFA and FXL coverage. And that will be from our network partners as well down South. And I'm pretty excited about that as well. Then we have the Mexican, uh, open tournament that's coming up here, August 14th. Through the 18th, and that's going to be tryouts in Monterrey. That is the women's national tournament uh, that's happening, and that's going to be big. Um, it's literally every organization or every league in Mexico is participating from La to FXFX to L- L- Lexfa to Ufan to uh, uh, Quintana Roo, which is Osafa. Um, so there's a lot of le- a lot of leagues competing. They have put up a squad. The five probably have the biggest squad next to Lexfa, and then FFX Mexico. Um, the rest of the squads are pretty smaller, but they're all conveying to Monterey, Mexico, August 14th through the 28th to see how that uh, talent's going to be scoped for the national championship, for the Mexican national championship, which obviously won the bronze medal, uh, the last uh, tournament in the IFAB championships. And so this is a gauge from uh, Coach Carrillo, Lario, that I spoke to him a while back and I've spoken to him direct messaging. Uh, this is a huge moment for the Mexican um, federation, but also for the Mexican programs in terms of the female aspect of it, the women's side. And it is a huge moment for them because this is a talent pool type of recruitment um, to see, you know, where at every level quarterback down to lineman to defensive end, Where are they going to scope and try to get these young ladies to be on the national team once we get to that next stage, which is closer to 2021, to go to Finland to the IFAB World Championship. So pretty exciting times in Mexico in terms of the fact that they qualified, the fact that they got a bronze medal in Vancouver, and now the opportunity for them is their next goal is obviously to be a gold medalist or a silver medalist type of squad in the world stage. So it's pretty exciting there. Uh, ladies bowl germany the championship's going to happen september 21st 2019 that's going to be in berlin hosted by the berlin knights and berlin cobras um pretty exciting times and we'll be talking the german league in a little bit in the in the hour here in terms of what the playoff picture looks for that for dbl1 dbl2 pretty much still in play for a while but dbl1 we're going to focus on there um lfl mexico will have the uh, event happening November 16th, and that's going to be in Mexico City at the arena. Uh, Los Angeles Temptation, the Austin Acoustic, which is the two teams that are going to face off this coming July 27th in Austin, they will have a so, sort of a rematch after the uh, LFL season ends. Be a rematch on November 16th in Mexico City, and uh, LFL will have the event. Uh, normally, the Legends Football League has had events in Guatemala. Uh, Europe, um, they've always had some sort of uh, event yearly. They had stopped doing that a while back. Now they're pretty much on board here. It is, uh, I guess, a requested event, from what I'm told, a popular requested event in Mexico for to have the Legends Football League in Mexico. So Mexico City is going to host that. It is November 16th. It is the Temptation taking on the Acoustic. Uh, pretty awesome there. You'll get, you'll get to see uh, Michelle Angel taking on... Um, Los Angeles Temptation obviously meant Monique Gaxiola and company. Uh, the International Women's Cup is also coming up, and that's going to be in a couple of, probably about six months from now. But the Women's Cup is coming up March 12th through the 17th. It's the first ever Central American uh, type of championship, and that's where the Brazilian team is actually getting ready for to try to see if they can um, match up and put a team there for March 2020. But it's going to be a, a huge event. Uh, U.S. plus Mexico will participate as well. And you're going to have teams from Central America, uh, Colombia, uh, Brazil. So March 12th through the 17th in 2020. That's going to be a huge event for the women's game as well. And the WFA announced last week, and we talked about it, WFA Team United will combine. They will be taking on Team Canada of the Global, uh, Global Bowl uh, faction. And that's going to be in Toronto August 30th through September 1st. So August 30th to September 1st and they will be in Toronto, uh, Canada as well. So August is a huge month for the women's game in terms of events that are happening internationally in Europe. We have events happening in Mexico for, obviously, the open tryouts for the national team as the future goes there. And then we have LFL in Mexico in November. Coming up as our September, you got Ladies Bowl in Germany. So a lot of things happening. And anything you don't know, you go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Beauties. I want to I say thank you to everybody that's gone there for sharing, liking, comp- commenting, and uh, also for our network partners who supply information to us. Uh, the best network on the planet is us, and, and that's what it is, because we collaborated with a lot of people over 10 years, and they are passionate about bringing awareness about the women's game onto the platform. So at facebook.com, or and beauties, check it out, and you won't miss a beat there in terms of what's happening in the women's game. Uh, check out some videos on our At The Hub, Pretty exciting videos. Lelani Lopez, uh, MVP of the IWFA. Uh, cool video there. What an amazing talent. She was on the acoustics as well in Legends Football League and said not to play there any longer. But uh, what a missing talent the LFL has, is missing right now. But Lelani Lopez, the IWFA uh, Austin Ravens. And you get to see the highlights there. She is the IWFA MVP. And what an amazing talent. TD Tuesday. There it was. There it is. Uh, Tercer Cuarto also interviewed uh, Irandi Chavez and Tasha Garcia, and they're uh, basically from the team in Mexico, so they're going to be excited for the tournament. They're going there, and then we also have a video on Queens Football League recapping the match between France and Belgium there as well, and the Red River Cup that happened in Manitoba, the under-18 girls first-ever tournament that happened. Uh, Amateur sports TV interviewed uh, some of the players there uh, from the red river cup that Sam Kenny and Sarah uh, bills Meyer. So let's go into the huddle uh, sponsored by Zazzle.com. You go to Zazzle.com, get up to 20% off every week. Zazzle has been our sponsor for six years, help us support them. So they support us and go there. You can use uh, promo daily uh, promo codes, 15% off site wide up to 20% off on certain days. So check it out. Free shipping. If you get Zazzle black, it's about nine 99 for the year. If you get Zazzle black, Get free shipping for the year. So it's a great deal on that. And uh, we, we want to tell everybody eight years on Twitter this month. And uh, thanks to everybody. We're at 6,700 on Twitter, looking to get to 7,000. Uh, hopefully we get there by the end of the year. But thanks to everybody who's gone over to help support us on Twitter. 6,700 strong on Twitter, always 7,100 strong on Facebook. Overall, over 20,000 fanatics. Uh, now aware, watching, commenting, and excited about women's American football. So let's go into the huddle, and let's bring in the talented All-Fantasy All-Star as well as champion of the Seattle Miss, and that would be Allie Alberts in the house.
1: Hi, how are you doing?
0: Hey, Allie, how you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks for having me on.
0: How's it going, Allie? How's the uh, recovery with the uh, injury and all
1: recovery is going very well so far. I'm uh, happy with the range of movement and, you know, little to no pain and I just got to get stronger and, you know, be able to run again. That would be nice.
0: Ali, uh, can you run us through what happened there? Was it a non-contact injury with, I mean, what really happened? Cause we saw the video, but it didn't seem like there was much contact, but was it something that just, Oh yeah. I mean, h- how did it yeah, happen? It you was- know?
1: Yeah, so when I I just went to go set up my crack block, and I at the exact same time that I um, planted my right leg is when the defensive end hit my right leg, and she hit it just weirdly with her foot as she was moving forward. So right the exact same time I planted, she hit it and popped it inward, and that's that's what that's what snapped it.
0: So was it a snap, or is it just more of a? Is it? Did it need surgery at this point, or?
1: Oh, I've already had surgery. Yeah, it was a full ACL tear all the way. Oh. You okay. know,
0: snapped completely.
1: So I had surgery um, about two weeks after the game because yeah, the surgeon was like, "This is a full tear. You know, if you ever want to do anything athletic again, you you need surgery." And so I just got it done.
0: Now, where do do we stand on coming back? Do we stand on coming back? Because I know the last time I talked to you, you were thinking about moving on and family and everything else and career. So is this something that's going to make a decision a little easier at this point?
1: Um, Yeah, I I didn't plan on coming back after this season. This kind of had always been my my last Um, go-round. It's been great being on, you know, learning from a new coach and, from new teammates and everything like that. But um, I don't really have any – I have no plans of coming back at this point in time.
0: Because I know I I talked to you about that a while back when we talked and you were really, you know, kind of hesitant on it. But it just seems like – I think you've done it all, Ellie. I mean, to us fans, I think you've done it all. Uh, Pretty much outstanding. you got hardware. you got, uh, you know, just just a talent. You're such a talent. And for us to – kind of admire you and you know all our love goes to you because you just you play the game with so much passion and and the you know your routing uh, your routes are so awesome and precise so um it's just uh, you know we don't want you to go out this way but at the same time it's like you've done so much that it is some somewhat comforting to know that you're just going to leave the game as one of the elite players in the sport
1: yeah yeah i didn't didn't want to go out this way obviously that you never want to end on an injury but um yeah, I I, I don't want to leave football, you know, and if I was younger, I, I wish I would have found this sport when I was younger. I didn't even find it until I was 26, so I wish I would have mm-hmm. had another, you know, five, six, seven years in me, and I, I definitely would have played, but um, I'm just, not that I'm getting to be too old, but I think um, it really consumes your life for those months that you're in it, so, you know, if you're really playing from Beginning of February all the way to September, and if you're looking to win a championship, then it does consume your life. You know your practices, promos, film. At the end there through August, it's it's really your whole summer. Every weekend is booked, so it's um, it's just time to move on. I love it. I love everything I gained from it. I had such a wonderful time doing it, meeting the best people in the world. So I have no regrets from any of that. I think it's just you know, it's all-consuming, and I can't say that I'm done with football. I would love to, like, do other things in mommy football, but um, it's just, I think, time for me to move on.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think, Ellie, going to the – just like the Hopkins rule, maybe spring up on the on the bench to coach and all that stuff? Do you think you would get that itch?
1: Um, I, I definitely have a coaching itch, no doubt, but um, – Again, it would be, if I were to do it, it would be another all-consuming situation. So I would definitely mm-hmm. have to have the time to do it and want to do it. So, you know, anything I do, unfortunately, is either all or nothing. So if I go in, I go all in. So I I can't see it happening in the near future, but you never know.
0: <laughs> Allie, um outside of football, You've got your dentistry and everything else. Is that the focus now? Is that where we're headed now in terms of, you know, once this is a reality, of course, it, your injury happened. But is this something that you're not going to be, like, driven towards more so than anything else?
1: Um, Possibly. I kind of, I kind of like, separate that out as my, like, work life. And then I have my other life, have my work-life balance. So I, I don't want to do too much more with that. I kind of like having two facets of my life, having the like day-to-day work and then also having, you know, that, that outlet that you, that you need. So it'll probably be with something else. I just don't know quite what that is yet.
0: So it could be,
1: who knows?
0: All right. Um, how's the hubby treating you from what I, I, I read on your post? He's been great.
1: Yeah. hubby's great. great. Um, you know, football is something we really bond over. So, You know, he might get the football itch earlier than I do, and then he might pull me into some football stuff. Who knows? Um, Because that is something that that is a love that we really share. I just don't know in what capacity, you know, I'll be able to um, be a part of it. I know that, like I said, footballs. I'm not done with football yet. I know that it will be a part of my life kind of forever because I have really fallen in love with the sport. But I just don't know in which way that's going to be yet.
0: Uh, Ellie, I can just see you go to flag again. Almost everybody goes to flag, right? You might just end up in flag. Just go back to flag at yeah, some sure. point.
1: I'm sure I wouldn't mind playing some some flag. You know, that's that's something you could just do on a weekend, and that, that would be great to do just to see all the girls again. So I, I could see that for sure. Um, so that's a pretty low commitment. You know, that's not, not too big of a deal. So yeah, I could see that.
0: Allie, uh, tell us a little bit about this Miss team. Uh, beginning of the year, everybody said, "Wow, this is a juggernaut! All stars. You know, you got Randall, you got yourself, um, you got Matheny, you got Malloy. I mean, uh, Bryant. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say. But you go <laughs> on the roster, it's like you're just so talented. Everybody's so talented. You know what I mean? And and they're so uh, agile and and everything. Their their ca- the capabilities, in other words, are all B to A rated. And so you know, try to uh, everybody's question was, "This is great." but will they blend and gel? And here we are. Uh, you've done, you know, done a good job prior to this injury for you, but overall you guys had a great scheme going and it it looked pretty easy in other words.
1: Yeah. I mean, Michelson really has his team dialed in, you know, he, he runs it very cleanly and it was, it was easy for me to step in and, and see how they ran things and, and do it. So it, it is a wonderful team. They are a great bunch of girls. They're also football-minded. It's, it's. I think that's kind of the way the league is going, though. You know, like all of the teams have just a crew of wonderful athletes, and I think that that's what's going to keep making it better and better. Is, you know, you don't just have two or three, four or five, six or seven. You have, you know, 10 to 14 girls that are – true athletes out on their field, but not just athletes, but now football players out on the field. And it may take a few years to go from, hey, I'm just a great athlete to now I'm a great football player. But once you get, like, that whole squad of football players out there, I think that's when, you know, that's that's really kind of the direction it's headed. Um, and, and I've been blessed to play on some amazing Chicago teams, that's that's already how I felt being on, you know, a team with 10 to 14 girls who – would be starting on all fantasy or whatever on any other team. So, um, yeah, it's it's been awesome. It's been so cool to see the other side because I've only ever played against these girls. You know, they've always been our number one competitors. All it's always been Chicago, Seattle who's gonna. I mean, that's just kind of the mindset that you have. So, it's been really cool to see the other side of the coin.
0: Allie, walking uh, in a show center. You get the different feel than any other arena that I've been to. Uh, you know, LA was probably the closest one I've gone to, Ontario. But when you walk into Seattle, it's, it's a different feel. It's really like the fans really dive into kind of like the Seahawk mode. They really get into Big Lou, you know, has been a big part of that too. But, but overall, the, the fan base there has been very supportive of the Miss in terms, you know, of everything. So it's like, the, you know, they, they get excited.
1: Yeah, it's been, um I think Michael's just said it's it's the only arena that has played you know, that has been in the league that all ten years, you know, every game. So it's the only arena in the whole league that has done that. Like even the teams like Chicago who have been or LA who have been around, you know, they have played in different arenas but in Seattle it's been just the show where so I think they've had a really great relationship with that arena and because of that the fan base has you know, they always know where to go. They always know where it's going to be. And they do a great job promoting it out there, too. So they have this fan base now that they've built over 10 years. And it it is a fun place to be in. And I think a really great arena for the sport, like the amount of people that can be sat in it. And it's just kind of a perfect venue for it.
0: Yeah, the, I, the only reason I say this is because it, is, it seems like when you get to game day, the the fans are literally almost as as buzzed in as, Seahawk fans, you know what I mean, and then you know to to yeah. name them the mm-hmm. eighth man. A lot of the fans really, you know, they kind of get frenzy into it, and they really get excited about it. And a lot of players obviously are very local to the to the area, so I think that's the reason that the fans really dive into each player.
1: Hmm. Well, yes and no. I would say um, because Seattle has been known to bring in players from you know other cities, whereas you know, I'm I, I'm from Chicago. All of our girls were from Chicago. We would bring in like a PetroZulu or every once in a while somebody from somewhere else, but it would be like one person. Whereas Seattle has, they've worked out a way to be able to get girls like me who are, you know, live in Milwaukee that I can go play on a Seattle team, which to me is is so cool because it's a different setup. It's a different way you got to do things. But, but to be able to make a championship team through um you know, having girls fly in for practices, like it's a different way you gotta do it. And it's it's amazing that he's able to build that program like that. So and, and the girls come back year after year even though, you know, Brennan was flying from Florida and they had a bunch of Florida girls flying. So I'm amazed that um that they can make it work. I see how it works now. And like Jade coming from Dallas, you know, it's it's cool that, that that's the way that they've they've built the team and they've made um, championship caliber team like that. So di- again, like it's two different sides of the coin for me. And it's so cool to see like how, how different teams have built, um, have built their, their championship teams and how they do it. So it's, it's just been, it's been a really fun year for me.
0: Allie, is it Michaelson? Is it just him that draws you in? Or is it just the fact that he draws you in, and then you got all these other bunch of athletic people that you kind of surround yourself with?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you need a team. It's football, you know. You can't. You're not going to win with a coach with just a coach. You got to have a team and a coach and everything. You have to have it all. So, yeah. I for me, it was always you know I'm under Hack, so everything I I learned was from Hack and and Michaelson. I think in prepping for all the different teams was always the hardest defensive challenge, you know, had, we always knew that they had the most plays. We always knew that they were going to throw, what they were going to, you know, throw in stuff that we didn't know. We always knew it was going to be kind of the hardest mental challenge. We knew that there were going to be adjustments. So um, I think from a football standpoint, just like learning his game plan and how he thinks about it and, um, and that kind of stuff, that's, that's what's drawn me towards, Michelson, but you know, if we didn't have Jade out there and KK out there and Stevie out there and Dominique and Kitty and, and Savannah and all the other supporting cast that doesn't ever get mentioned, you know, those are a group of wonderful women out there who have spent already years of their lives with that team, um, building that team too. So it's always scary going into a new team when you don't know the girls and you don't know where how you're going to fit in, but, um, it's, it's been good. It's been great getting to know all the new girls and everything like that. So I'm not drawn only by the coach. It's
0: definitely got to feel right with, with the girls too. Allie, uh, to our fan base and to our audience here, um, how would you like to be remembered?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think just for like love of the game, for the 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 game that is played, the mental aspects of the game, and and figuring out those moves. That's what that's because you know I'm not the best tackler in the world. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm the best at anything in the world. But I know I know about spacing. I know about I know about plays. I know about where you need to be. And and I just I love the game. I love the game of football, I think, and compared to all the other sports that I've played, just the actual mental aspects of it are what I appre- appreciate the most out of it. So I think just the love of that game.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what we're going to remember because that's what you show on the field. You show the passion and, and the grit. And, you also, you know, the, the the offensive side of you is probably something to just be excited about but the defensive side of you that you played in Chicago I think a lot of people were literally a lot more surprised in that way because you know you're not the you know heavy statured big weighted that kind of player but you are uh, like a bullet in a way you know when you get to when you get to hit somebody you get to hit somebody so uh, on both sides of the ball mm-hmm. I think we all have a lot of respect for what you've done on the field and admire all the effort that you put into it and uh, obviously you know you're just a highlight reel for this league and this history of this league. Um, and just an excitement. And uh, I can tell you right now from fan, uh, feedback that we get when we post your stuff, you know, whether it be articles or whether it be just, uh, information of game day and stuff like that. uh, A lot of people will consider yourself a, a, you know, quote unquote, badass. So that's pretty cool.
1: Well, yeah, I, I appreciate the kind words. I, I really do. It means a lot to me. Um, but I, that makes me happy. (laughs) But yeah, I I honestly, at this point, I've just, I feel lucky to have, you know, to get to play the sport and get to meet these women and be able to do this because, you know, 10 years ago, this didn't even exist. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got to to do this through my twenties. I wouldn't have, I would have been a completely different Mm -hmm. person. So I think I'm just happy that this whole, movement came along and I was able to, you know, be a part of it at the beginning.
0: Uh, Ali, what will we say of the next 10 years? What do you see that is maybe brewing that nobody else sees right now? I mean, Mitchell has done tremendous things from day one, you know, MTV, uh, raised the bar in certain aspects. Uh, He's obviously raised the bar in terms of the women's aspect because you guys are on major arenas with major sponsors and, you know, major, just a a major aspect platform on YouTube for a long time. Um, You Mm -hmm. think the brand is going to get better and better because like you said, the players are getting better and better. Um, I think most players that I talk to um, it's, it's, it's an appealing game. uh, Not as much as 11 is, but eight on eight is more of a appealing game. And when they see it, I think it's like the physicality of it is what maybe draws them mm-hmm. in a lot more than anything the fact that you know it's it's really more of an exciting fast-paced arena game and a lot of players just want to you know be able to showcase their talents and i think that's maybe that maybe that's the draw the fact that they can you know do amazing things on that on that platform on, in that arena
1: Absolutely um i would agree i i love the i mean <laughs> I've also played in the LFL forever, so I'm going to be partial to an arena game, you know, because that's what I've played, and that's what I I like to play. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not a, a place for 11-on-11 11 11 as well. I just, I, I like the fact that, um, you know, men already, men play arena and 11-on-11, 11 11, but they're known for kind of 11-on-11. 11 if 11 they women can sneak into that arena and go, well, you're known for that. We're going to be known for this and kind of take that over. And I think it does, Kind of lend itself well to the women's game, because um, you know, with smaller field, fast pace, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm partial. I, even even outdoors, like the eight on eight, I I like watching women playing eight on eight outdoors as well, or or seven on seven or whatever it is. It's just, but like, that's just what I played, so that's what I that's what I like. That's what I know. And it is kind of a new game in a way, like well at least. It, now I'm talking a little bit more about the LFL, the whole like three-yard rule and all that kind of stuff. There are different aspects of it that change the game, that change the way you have to think about it, um, change the way your blocks are set up, change the way that you see it defensively. So it's I, that's the game that I love. That's I would love for the women to kind of go that direction, but I think there's always going to be a place for kind of all of it.
0: Um Ali, before, uh, everybody was mocking it because, you know, we had a certain body type. Uh, there was a certain look. Uh, the last three years, that's literally kind of gone away. Well, we have we've have had mm-hmm. more, you know, uh, muscled, if you want to call it, muscle athletic women. You know, you got Savannah, mm-hmm. uh, Savannah Wood, for example. So the linemen, in other words, what I'm talking about is that the, a lot of the girls have mm-hmm. been included in it. You know, Sherry Iwawa. Um, there's a lot of linemen that are obviously a lot of uh, muscles. In other words, before it used to be uh, the league got mocked because, oh, it's just, you know, bikini girls or model type girls. Now it's like there's a lot of players that are obviously in different uh, facet of body types that obviously are contributing Mm -hmm. to the game and the excitement of the game.
1: Absolutely. I mean, to be honest with you, um, you know, if you're just out here because you want to be, you want to have an Instagram and, you know, you look like a model and you don't have an ounce of athleticism in you, in you at all, then you would never make a team at this point. That's just not available. And at the beginning, um, I think they were, like, you know, nobody had heard of it yet. So And part of the draw, the whole idea of it was, like, you know, I was playing in underwear. And so I'm sure there were a good amount of girls on there. But I think what people forget, too, is even at the beginning, there were athletes mixed in, you know, there, there were girls Mm -hmm. from season Mm -hmm. one, season two, season three, who were, you know, all-star athletes at the beginning. And, um, but they just might've been, you know, two, two or three players per team. And, and those were the big girls and they were smashing those other model girls who were trying to play them, you know? So it's, it was a different game. So now it has evolved to okay, you got two or three athletes on your team and now you got a team full of athletes and you got to fight for your spot. And it does just because you're an athlete doesn't mean you're a football player. And until you learn to be a football player, there's no way you can get out on the field. So it's it's definitely turned, I think, a different mindset at this point. Um but cause I just don't want to take anything away from those girls who came before who were amazing athletes as well that might have just had some you know, they they may not have as many athletes altogether on the team at once, um, but nowadays you you have to if you want to be competitive. And like I said, not just athletic, you have to be football minded, and you have to know how to block, know how to hit, know how to tackle. So it, it's it's definitely you know the the caliber has been raised.
0: Now uh, I mean, a lot of people say, oh well, it's easy to play the sport because it doesn't have any type of cost, kind of like the eleven on elevens game. That's mostly what people will say, Mm -hmm. but it is a sacrifice because I've talked to a lot of players, right? You said, you know, players have to fly in. That's a cost. Players have to make uh, sacrifices with family and time. So it's no different on there. Um, But the stage is a lot more spotlighted. Um, It's it's designed differently. It is a a model of Mm -hmm. what you call a league model that's totally different than any other model that's ever been put together. And the formula seems to be working because it's been here for 10 years. So there's got to be something done right right
1: yeah i think women we just want to have a platform and this this gives us a platform and it is nice to at least not have to worry about travel you know and i mean when when you've committed like me i'm like hey i'm gonna fly out to seattle for practices you know that's all me i've committed to do that um and and pay whatever money i need to pay to get out there to do that but you know, when I was in Chicago, you can make it to and from practices. You can get there. You can you can make it work on a budget if you need to, you know. And and you don't need to raise money and stuff. And and that's really really nice to have because even in my twenties, I look at it as like, well, I'm, I would have been paying to go to the gym, and here I don't have to pay, and I can just go to practice, and I'm still fit and in shape. Like this is great. You know, it's a perfect um, opportunity for me. But I think what you've also said is. It also gives us, um, you know, we have film, like, hey, look, this is a football play that I made, you know, and this is a good view of it. So you can see, like, that was an athletic play that a woman did, and here we have video of it. And that's kind of why on my Instagram I try to share as many athletic football plays as possible because I want those things out in the world, and I want people to see those and go, oh, dang, that was a – that was a really athletic play. Is that that longer? I really? believe. Like, what are those girls doing now? You know, like that's the kind of stuff that I want to be um, circulating through the media, so that people can see it and go, "Oh my God, I, I didn't know." You know that they can play like that now. Like that's that's what's going on. That's so cool. So, I've just that's definitely been high on my mind and why I like to like edit and share. And once I learn how to do that, that's that's definitely been something that's important to me. And I think that. The LFL, good or bad, or whatever you want to say about it, has given you a platform to do that, to have that that video that you can share and people can see.
0: Yeah, and a game film, I think, is a key when you talk about uh, access to game film. And uh, I think the league Mm -hmm. has done a great job from day one to give you real highlight reels, real, uh, you know, cut-ins, real clear Mm -hmm. film, you know, to work with. Um, You got the game Mm -hmm. day of the whole game day film that you can rewind, recut, you know, whatever you need to do yep. to kind of eye, eye in on stuff. And I think that's a bonus that a lot of leagues don't have uh, because of the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, since day one, he he has stressed a professional looking type of, you know, game day production. And a lot of people mm-hmm. think overlooked that overall, the cost to do that is overlooked, I think, in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Um, and then obviously but, his vision has been overlooked and mocked in a lot of ways, but here we are, ten years, almost eleven years in, and uh, still going strong. And you got about eight teams or ten teams close to that. And he's not afraid to pull the plug on a franchise where most other you know leagues will just keep the franchise, and even if it's bad, he obviously is a business guy, and if he needs to plug, you know, pull the plug on a on a franchise for whatever reason, he's been able to do it over time. So, so in other words, he's not, he's not scared to do it. Um, because it's, uh, you know, it's his league, and that's what he wants it to survive, in other words.
1: Right, right. And, yeah, I don't know his reason for pulling certain franchises and, and not others, because there have definitely been, you know, franchises that have come and gone that have been, you know, like if you just look at Dallas, for example, like in the first year that they were there, they, you know, had to beat Seattle and, like, made a big impact and almost made it to the playoffs, or did they even make it to the playoffs? That was the year I didn't play, but that was like a, a first, I guess it wasn't a first season they had brought it back from like the first year, but still um yeah, I don't know the reasons that go into pulling them or not, but um either way, I just think the fact that we have this, and like you said, that it has gone on for a 10 season, and, and it continues to go on, and it is seemingly getting stronger, and I think we are at a point where a lot of girls like me who have been in it for a while are ready to, to move on. And I would love to see some, you know, new girls step up and step into that position and really accept the challenge of making this football elevated. Cause I mean, if you look at this season, you know, to me, the teams that have, I'm always going to say Chicago, you know, Seattle, Atlanta, LA, um, you know, those teams have been around for a while and have always created good football teams. And then the other teams are working their best to try to to get there. And if you can get all eight teams to that type of caliber of football, all playing each other to the point where, you know, like this upcoming game, um, L.A. versus Austin, if every game was an L.A. versus Austin or an Austin versus Seattle, you know, that's the type, or, or an L.A. versus Seattle, like that's the type of of play that you want to see that's the type of football you want to see so if you can get to a point where all eight teams nobody knows who's going to beat each other you know it's more nfl in that way that's going to be a great league
0: yeah and it's been proven i mean look at anna anna goes to uh omaha this year and just the, her presence there you know puts uh, Jacqueline good back on defense uh makes some they make some moves on the defensive end they put the, the platform on the on uh, on the offensive end, um, just the fact that she's there. And all of a sudden the fan base just got drawn to this uh, athlete to the point where now it's, you know, uh, the heart fan base is now so excited that Omaha is going to get a chance for a playoff berth here against Atlanta of all teams.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm so happy for Omaha because they've been, they've been grinding it out for years, you know, and having to like play, Chicago and Seattle. i getting feedback ridiculous. I mean, I'm so happy that they have stepped up and their their game this year has improved so much. And um, while, well, I mean, I have to say we did beat them 70 to six. So I mean, that that is the thing that did happen. But so you don't need to brag about <laughs> that, right? I, I'm just saying like there, there's a difference. But but even you saw them live, them, Allie, like,
0: that. You saw them live, that's what I'm saying. You saw them live from game one, and now look at look where they're at now. They're 2-1, and one, and they're really just, you know, one step away from either upsetting Atlanta. That's their goal, basically.
1: Right. Well, even last year, they technically had a chance at a playoff if they would have beat mm-hmm. us, so I'm just saying. But even when we played them that first game, we were all like, I, I mean, I have played along so many times, so I was like, this seems different. They're, they've got a good quarterback. They're, they're ready to work. They're, they're just starting to gel, and they're working hard, and they're, they're coming at it. I'm like, they're, they're going to just get better. So, they've, I, I'm so happy to see how they've grown,
0: because it's, it's been awesome. You, uh, Allie, you guys give them a beatdown, 17 to 6, and they turn around and put 49 points on Nashville. That was pretty impressive. That was the one that I was like, whoa, what happened yeah, here? Yeah. And they woke up. <laughs> they woke up on games. Well, they,
1: they've, they've got a good quarterback. I mean, she can throw. And when you got a quarterback that can throw on this league, you can score quickly and score a lot.
0: She does remind me of uh, Salerno in a lot of ways. The young Salerno. And she's got a little attitude uh-huh. with her on top of it. So uh, I think she'll learn yeah. to cool that down a little bit. as <laughs> She gets down to the higher teams. But – uh, it just brings excitement <laughs> yeah. to Omaha. You know what I mean? It's like the fan base is so excited Absolutely. to have Garza and Crouch as a you know the staple. Yeah. I want to go see type mentality, and I think that's uh, pretty yeah. exciting for the LFL too because uh, the Omaha team's been there for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, and they have such a great fan base. Even through all of the other years, they still like their stadium was still full. They still have people wanting to come watch. So. I, I'm really happy for them. And the fact that they did get some vets to move over and, like I said, now that they're kind of gelling towards the end of the season, some season coming together as a team, and when a team comes together like that towards the end, you know, anything can happen. So, what happens at the beginning, what's What's great about football is what happens at the beginning of the season doesn't mean shit at the end of it, you know. Playoff time comes around and they could beat anybody.
0: Allie, uh, do you think... The fact that you only get that four games is really like extreme pressure because in other leagues you get, you know, eight weeks to 12 weeks to, you know, eight to 12 weeks. Here you really are just, okay, you lose one game and you're already on the chopping block. It's literally that extreme of a sport, you know what I mean, in terms of a franchise mentality, in terms of uh, the team understanding the severity of, you you're, you don't have another opportunity. Every game is a playoff game. And I think that's where really the LFL fans lost yeah. to you, to the brand, because it is a cutthroat week to week. You got to elevate your game or you're not going to be relevant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I love about it because every game does matter. I mean, in football, no matter what, every game matters, but really, if if you lose a game, like you could have just lost your playoff spot. Like, had we lost to Atlanta last year, it wouldn't we wouldn't have we would have been three and one and we would have been out of the playoffs. So, like the, those are things that you know when you first get your your schedule and you look at your season and and go okay like we have to win all these games in order to make it to the playoffs or we don't even get a shot at the championship. And you go okay that's what we got to do that's what we got to do like we're doing it. Um, and then there are other times where you put you have games where you're like, well, we know we're gonna win that game, and um, and then you get to the playoffs and you played a bunch of crappy teams and you're not prepared for the playoffs. So schedule is interesting in this league. You get four games, you don't know what kind of games they're gonna be, whether they're hard games or tough games or whatever. You gotta get the W's, but you also gotta you know you gotta play the hard teams to be able to be ready for the playoffs and the kind of cutthroat that the playoffs bring too. So it's Every season is different with that. You know, you never know what your schedule's going to be. You never know who you're, you're going to play, how you're going to play them, what week you're going to play them. So that's always interesting. I think that's what makes it interesting to try to win a championship every year. You have to go through the ups and downs of of figuring all that out and seeing how you're going to navigate through that mentally um, because football is such a mental sport. There is so much emotion and um you know, momentum swings that happen. So it's 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 been definitely fun being in it for this mini season and seeing how that all kind of goes down. Um, but I think that is what kind of makes this sport so fun.
0: Now, uh, game day is so much fun because I've been told by a lot of players the fact that it's like a three-phase mentality. You got the, you know, the, the green screen. You got the promos. Then you got to get really mindset mm-hmm. ready. You know, uh, you know, just just the uh, entertainment side of it is like none other. Uh-huh. That's what a lot of the players tell me. Well you know, they played obviously in the outdoor leagues and everything else, but the the fact that it's a spectacle built in prior to the you know the showcase yeah. is a, a unique format that this brand has brought to the, to the sport, basically.
1: Yeah, I um it's really cool. You know, initially when you go into it, your first couple of seasons, you're like, I need to be there for how many hours doing what, you know, you're like, it can't be real. And then, and then like, you can't make me get up that early and make me play a game that late. But, um, once you go through it, you know, now I'm to the point where if I'm not there for ten hours, I'm like, Oh my god, the game came up so quick, I'm not like mentally prepared. I got I thought I had another three hours to like do what I needed to do and take my game day nap and, and you know, get up in the stands. and you have these rituals that you end up, you know, getting used to for your game. Um and and it does, it makes it this whole day thing that this this, this game becomes. Um, so I I like that ritual. It it I mean, I love the fact that it's a spectacle. I love the fact that we have, you know, so many fans and it matters to them and all those big games, like, that's what I thrive off of. So that's that, that's part of my favorite part about it. And I, I'm definitely <laughs> – I'm one of those players who likes to play in front of a crowd. Like, that's – there's no question about that. If there's a crowd or if they're even if I was growing up and – I was in high school if the boy that I liked was in the stands, you know I was gonna play ten times harder that's that's just kind of the way I am so i I love the fact that it is this spectacle that you're playing in front of everybody that um it does become this whole game day experience that you have uh It is really interesting it's it's cool to be a part of a green screen I mean, had I not been in this, I would have never got to talk them out of a green screen or do these interviews or all that kind of stuff so it's, it's really cool to, to kind of fold that into also playing a football game that day. So I think it's definitely a unique experience um, for someone, for all these women that we get to have. Hey, I
0: talked to, I talked to Jessica a while back, um, and she was telling me that it took her uh, about a year or two to realize that she was a superstar in fans' eyes. Did it take you a while to see that there was, you know, eyes drawn to you in a passionate fan perspective where you are, you know, the focus of the franchise that people are coming to see in Allie Alberts? You know what I mean? And that that type of mentality for the for the fan, that they, they're coming to see you. You know what I mean? Not necessarily the Bliss, but you.
1: Oh, yeah. I never really even t- – I never think about that even now that there's anyone coming to, like – see me, you know, that's, I guess that's not really something you think about um, before, I mean, like, they can use your picture on stuff, and honestly, a lot of times when they start using your picture, it's kind of embarrassing, because you're like, I didn't even have a good game, like, did they see that, like, that's really embarrassing that they would put my picture up there like that, you know, you don't feel like you played well, or, um, you know, are deserving of that kind of recognition, so, you know, initially, it's like, uh, why are they doing that to me? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to have this, this kind of pressure, and I certainly don't want to be known as, like, a poster girl. I, like, I want to be known for my football, so if I, if I'm not there yet, I don't want them to be using my name. That's the kind of feeling you would get at, at the beginning, I think, you know, you're like, it's, it's a little scary. It's a little intimidating, like, I think that's that's definitely fair. I don't I don't want to be just a poster. I don't want people to think I'm just on there because I'm just a model trying to play football. Like that's take take me down. Like show me making a football play and I'll feel better about it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I still kind of I in my mind the fans are there to see the football. You know to see the game to see what we play and that's that's always what I'm trying to give them.
0: Well, the only reason I bring it up is because, you know, you got the sideline boards and there's a, a bunch of players that obviously Mitch has decided that or has put up there where, you know, they're relevant to certain franchises. And you have the names, mm-hmm. you know, just like in the NFL, you go back and in time in the NFL, right? You got Barry Sanders, you got all these all these uh, individual players from different teams that are obviously um, uh, part of the part of the allure of the franchise. And so you see a lot of that. Um, and so that's why I was telling her, it's like, you, you know, when you see yourself right on those boards or you see yourself on the promo screen, you know, that kind of deal, it's got to make you feel good because I think in reality the fans really appreciate to draw to an individual athlete. And so that's how I think most fans are where they they come for the team at some point, but then eventually they get drawn to one individual athlete that they just love to see on game day. Definitely. And,
1: and I would be lying to say that I didn't see other girls on those boards and say, you know, I want to be on those boards someday, especially your first year, you know, you're on, I can, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can be as good, I can be as good as her. I want to, I want to be as good as Heather Fur. And because Heather Fur was kind of my, she was who taught me the game, who taught me how to, how to do, she was my, um, you know, senior playing member when I played with her. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it was definitely a goal. Like, I want to be good enough to, to be on that. I want to be, you know, known as a great football player. So definitely I think you get that feeling when you walk in and see. And it's, it's been cool to, like, try to become that. But at the same time, you're, you know, it's always scary being on
0: things. If, if,
1: if you don't play a good game or you don't feel like you did the best you could, you know, sure. i pretty hard on myself with that kind of stuff.
0: Um, Allie, so what do we say about the fan bases? Did you ever get, like, an after the game? Uh, I know I've talked to a lot of players as well where uh, they, you know, they come up, uh, little girls, up, you know, mom, dads, fans, just the fact that they appreciate the your on-field athleticism and, and your, you know, just the fact that you give them such a great atmosphere and, and entertainment piece, basically, on a game day.
1: hmm yeah, I, I think my favorite my favorite part is when the little girls are there. You know that that's the best part, is when they're there and they they want to play football and or even just the women that come to watch us play or the guys who do come watch us play go, damn, you know, like I didn't know you guys could play like that, you know, and we're like, yeah, like we've been playing like that, you know. So, I I think that. That's definitely my favorite part about it. It's still surprising fans and, and getting those those little girls and those women to go, Those are some badass chicks, I wanna be like that, I wanna do that, you know, that that really makes it feel good. That makes it feel like you're growing the sport. That makes it feel like, hey, this, this can be a family thing someday. This can be someone something you take, you know, all your friends and family to and you're excited about it and you can post about it on social media and you and all that kind of stuff. So I'm it's it's always fun to hear how much fun that the fans had at the game, and, and that you gave them a good game. So it's it's cool that the NFL does the like the signing after the words afterwards too. I think that's a unique experience that they do, and that was a, a smart call on their point. And then even the players getting that feedback from the fans, you know, that kind of helps you go, hey, they do care. You know, they they do care. They are paying attention, mm-hmm. and and they do see mm-hmm. the work that we're putting in.
0: I think that's the coolest thing out of it because I don't think any other league does that, where you you know you get on game day and it kind of separates the fan and you walk away and you're good, right? Here it's like you you yeah. still another element where you, after the game you're you're going to actually physically thank the player for their on-field excitement, which I think is probably the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I I think that was a really smart thing that they did from the beginning, and like I said, even. Not only is it awesome for the fan, but I think it's it's great for the player too because we do put so much of our our time and talent and bodies into this that when we get thanked for a plan or you see the excitement, or you you hear them tell tell them how much fun they had at the game, and you know the the plays that that you made that they were paying attention to, you're like, oh my God! Like you weren't just drunk at the game; you were watching the football. You know, when you get some mm-hmm. of that, that that feels good.
0: All right. Um, Allie, let's talk about playoffs here. Different format this year. Before it was Western Conference and then Eastern Conference. So basically, you know, top two would end up where they end up, and then you got the battle. So uh, I think Mitchell pretty made Mm -hmm. it interesting this year where it's a one through four mentality where everybody's got an opportunity to be in the race no matter what conference you're in. So I really think that's a game Mm -hmm. changer in a way because it really forces everybody to want to be in that top four. Versus, oh well, our our season is lost, and we're good, you know that kind of deal. Right. Um, now it's yeah. really intricate. Um, if you look at um your loss to Austin, that puts them at two and zero, and then it put you guys at three and one. Then the critical game uh-huh. for Omaha this past uh, weekend was to beat Denver, and not have a slide uh-huh. for them to stay in the contention. And then uh, this past weekend, uh, Molly Richardson and company, uh, in a must win, and Chicago really has improved uh every game so they have improved every game but they just couldn't muster anything and an eight to six win and this is the kind of uh conversation we were just having earlier here in a couple of minutes ago when you said if we can get very competitive games in here people will start to take notice and really be aware that this is high caliber football
1: mm-hmm. yes what was the question i'm sorry
0: <laughs> no, I was just saying that it's just getting to the point where, like, these teams are getting tighter and tighter every matchup. So it's, it's kind of like yeah. a must-win must for the top four to get into the dance. Um, so there's, it's like a yeah. game changer. In other words, it's changed. The format changes everything. And I think it puts more pressure, not just uh, like we talked about earlier, where we said, okay, you've got to win all four games to, to make the playoffs. I really think this format really emphasizes that even more.
1: Oh yes, yes. I I love that they changed it. I think it needed to be changed probably a long time ago because um, there were definitely years where like the Western Conference was stronger, or then the Eastern Conference was stronger. For example, last year when um, you know LA was in with a one and three record, and um, and Atlanta was out. I guess they were two and two. But the fact that a, that a one and three record made it to the playoffs because of the way that they were structured from last year. So I hope that 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 factored into the situation this year and makes it, I think it just makes it more exciting that, you know, hey, we might be in a really tough conference, you know, but we can still make the playoffs if we do this, you know. So I'm really happy that they, they changed it because, you know, it does seem like, certain conferences get stacked depending on which girls go to which team and it goes, oh, well, there's three good teams in that and then only one in that one and somebody's just kind of, you know, so I, I think that was a smart move on his part to, to change that to just the top four teams get in and everybody kind of knows what you need to do and it's, you know, it's going to come down to the wire here. So it, it just makes it for a more exciting, you know, end of when, end of the season.
0: When the, when the announcement came out, uh, we got a lot of feedback on our page it was like, "This is about time. This is what we want. This is this is great. You know, everybody was really excited about yeah. it. Everybody was really re- positive, receptive to the to the to the uh format because they know that you're going to get you know b- before you wouldn't be able to get a certain matchup in Legends Cup, and now you really could get two Western Conference teams or two Eastern Conference teams in the Legends Cup, which is a neck and neck mentality, yeah. you know, to win the cup. Um, Ali, before I let you go here." Yeah. Um, Thank you for making the time. I really appreciate it. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, you're going through all your injury and everything else and your schedule is probably hectic too, but I do appreciate you making the time. Um, okay. Los Angeles and Austin, you've seen uh, your girl up there, Michelle angel and LA's mm-hmm. kind of retooled and re, re you know, it's got some veterans there too. They got some people flexing, mm-hmm. and, uh, and put together. They got some young running back talent and, um, but I think uh, Michelle is really just gutsy, and that's what I like about her. I mean, she just she plays with a lot of guts and um, uh-huh. a big fight in her too. And uh, and that's because she's not the biggest player, right? She's not the most uh-huh. talented mobile player, but she gets the job done. And uh, um, Austin here, the last two years, has really elevated their game. And so this franchise uh-huh. is really up and up kind of with the Seattles and the Atlantis. if we're we're in Los Angeles. So they're trying to, like, put themselves on the map as top four, you know. And so what do you see this weekend? Is you think uh, the acoustic really are going to, you know, maybe edge temptation here? Or you see Los Angeles really wanting this win?
1: Yeah, this is a really tough one because they're – I mean, to me, they're the two – like, obviously, I I still think Seattle's the best team. I'm on that team. (laughs) Like, but – to me, we're all pretty neck and neck, and I think that's what those those top four teams and often just beat Seattle. So they've got an amazing team. Minnie is a, a fantastic leader. I think she's a great quarterback. I Her arm is fantastic. She can really place the ball. She can read things, you know. Um, and like I said, I think she's a really good leader, and you really need that in a quarterback. And, you know, she's fearless with her stuff. She's not afraid to, to sling one, you know. So, um and at the same time, I think that L.A., for the first time in a few seasons, has their best chance at winning, you know, another Legends Cup because they they have all the talent from the seasons previous. They have Salerno back now. They have Hallie and um, – I just forgot her name from Green Bay.
0: Well, they got the Mariah um, – they got the so- uh, Lopez sisters, too, kind of stepping up on that running mm-hmm. back role, which they – they lacked before, but now they—it yeah. seems like they have a complete offense with Salerno, and then you get the young running backs.
1: Yeah, and and they seem to be meshing a lot better as a team too. So, um, you know, I'm I'm really excited to see the game. I honestly don't know which way it's gonna go. I think it's probably gonna be a back and forth kind of a nail biter to the down to the wire kind of a game. Uh, that's, that's what I hope it is going to be anyway, and I'm, like, super stoked to to watch the film. Um, and I just don't know at this point in the season who's, who's going to bring their A game. You know, I think Austin's pretty mm-hmm. dialed in because, you know, they, they just beat Seattle. I think um, they've got their blocks down. They've got Chris Dell, who really knows how to read those blocks and find the open hole, and then they got many who can air it out, you know, and... Bills, who's super fast, so they've got some really great, um, you know, targets for her. And then L.A. is, they're, they're physical, they're, like, they're just L.A. Like, they, they they can win. They know how to win, you know. So it's, I don't know who's who's going to win at this point. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm
0: just so excited I, to see we're the game. We're not going to give a, an edge here, but I will give you the edge. I think Austin takes it what do it, you think? Probably in a less, one less one, one touchdown, probably at one one touchdown. One. I really think they're gonna be neck and neck. Yeah. So they probably take it yeah, by it a touchdown. Um and they're at home it's
1: definitely and I think they're down.
0: really exciting. And uh Minnie's at home. This is Texas. So uh, I'm going that route I guess <laughs> with the Texas analogy.
1: We'll see. We'll see because LA does some fun things on the
0: road sometimes. So who
1: knows? I, I'm just super stoked. I'm, I'm so excited to see this game. I think it's going to be a hell
0: of a matchup. Um, Ali, does Nashville surprise you losing everybody to Seattle? Uh, but it seems like they had a good program even before that. Danica, uh, you know, was working with that. The coaching staff's been doing well. You got Molly Richardson stepping up. You know, backup quarterback last year to Matheny. Um, they they look pretty good two and one they've been very competitive in every round so they get an opportunity to end the season against the acoustic which is going to be a tough challenge but uh, that's going to it's right. a good sign for Nashville I guess
1: yeah I, I let's see they so they beat Chicago and they
0: beat mm-hmm. Denver
1: right which to mm-hmm. I mean right now the the teams at the top obviously often is at the top they haven't lost any. L.A., Seattle, Atlanta, and then Omaha, and then the more bottom, the ones have lost all of them, Chicago, Denver. Um, So to me, like, Nashville's only beaten Chicago and Denver. So really the test is to see how they do against Austin. You know, if they keep up with Austin and, and, you know, it's not a blowout, then I think that they've had a fantastic year. But if they turn around and, and, you know, Get blown out by Austin, then I think it's a different story. So, and it'll be interesting to see. I I don't know how it's going to go. They seem to be getting better every game as well. Um. So, yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. I I really. I I, I I'm think excited. Probably not.
0: I'm I'm excited so, for exactly. August third. I'm excited for August third. The August third is the the date I'm okay. doing it. You got Marshall. We got both both my brand. Uh, athletes that I support here, uh, Michelle Marshall and Anna Garza, both on critical, you know, situations here. Atlanta on a must win so it doesn't have a disappointing season. Omaha, the story of the year. You know, can they go into the the ATL and literally upset sort of like what you guys used to do to Atlanta? Can they go in there and really, you know, tough it out and get a big – that will be Omaha's biggest win if and when it happens. It'll be almost Omaha Heart's biggest win right there in franchise history. Yeah. To make the playoffs. Totally. And wow, they, what a story.
1: If they, oh my God, that'd be awesome. I think that they would really um, solidify them as, hey, we are top tier. You know, like, don't put us in the bottom with those. We we've shown ourselves
0: that we can't beat the big teams, and and here we
1: are. So, I, I'm really interested to see how how they match up with them.
0: And this is what makes the LFL so exciting in terms of down to the wire. This is exciting football right here. July 27, you get L.A. Austin. Then you get the scenario where can the heart take down, you know, the established team? And then at the yep. end, will Nashville surprise us and take down Austin? So this is pretty <laughs> – three weeks of drama, in other words, yeah. coming up in Legends Football League. Yeah. It's like that drama film.
1: Totally. I think it will definitely kind of show – what, you know who these teams are and and where they lie and so I, these these last couple of weeks are kind of the most exciting which is you know this really interesting way to to play the schedule so yeah it's it's exciting all around.
0: All right, so Ellie, if you got some time, I would really invite you back uh, on Tuesday nights for you know just to give us sort of a feedback on the game if if you if you can. I don't know. I mean, what your schedule looks like, but technically down the wire, that would be great for our fans to kind of get a into the mindset of Allie Alberts and what she's going to think week to week for the le- next the last three weeks. So um, if you can, that would be great. If you can't, obviously I understand. But overall, I really appreciate you making the time today. Um, I wanted to just bring you on because we had a lot of fan requests uh, when your injury happened, and I got a lot of messages going, hey, you got to get her on, get her on, talk about what happened and get a, you know, get a real perspective from the, the athlete. Um, so I really appreciate you coming in and give us a, give us fans kind of a feedback in terms of what happened to your injury and things like that.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me on. This has been really fun to kind of talk about everything. So thank you.
0: Thanks a lot. All right, Allie. So if you want to chime in uh, next three weeks, it'll be pretty exciting. Uh, if you want to do, just direct message me and we'll we'll get you a, you know we'll get you up on a on a fifteen twenty minute uh, little segment. But overall, really appreciate uh, you coming on, and uh, thank you very much for everything that you've done in the sport, everything that you've uh, showcased for us fans. Uh, We appreciate you, and we love you, uh, ultimately, uh, as an amazing athlete and woman. And uh, what what an amazing career, and uh, what an exciting time uh, for football in general. And the next three weeks is going to be pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate that.
0: Thanks, Allie. Have a great night. Uh, Safe travels out there, and uh, we'll look forward to the end of the season. So if you want to chime in, you're always welcome.
1: All right, sounds good. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
0: All right, guys, that was the uh, amazing all-fantasy and champion, Allie Alberts of this uh, former Chicago Bliss. And the Seattle Miss. And what an amazing conversation we had with her regarding everything that's happened in Legends Football League in 2019. An exciting moment. Uh, The next three weeks is going to be really exciting. This weekend, July 20th, Nashville taking on Chicago Bliss, Uh, Molly Richardson taking on Emma Vanderhagen. And so it's going to be a great event. So don't miss it via YouTube at the Legends Football League. So, what a perspective from her giving us a lowdown on terms of the growth of the league where she sees it going, and obviously the career-ending injury here that nobody anticipated. But overall, uh, what an amazing woman and athlete she is, and she's done it all in this league and inspired a lot of people, including us fans that have uh, watched her for many seasons. So hats off to Allie Alberts and continued success for her, and hopefully we'll have her back, kind of give us some feedback on the last couple weeks of the season or even the playoffs, so we'll try to welcome, uh, welcome her back. To kind of give us that lowdown and feedback. So next three weeks, as we just talked to Ali about, July 27th, coming up here, LA Temptation taking on Austin Acoustic. It is a crucial matchup, 2 and 2-0. Oh. It and is LA's literally good moment to make something happen here. Salerno taking on um, Michelle Angel. What a matchup there. Then you get August 3rd, Omaha taking Atlanta, Steam, Dakota Hughes, Lauren Crouch, Anna Garza, Michelle Marshall. Kind of an exciting matchup there. And then August 10th, Molly Richardson and company uh, host the Austin Acoustic, which is Michelle Angel, and we'll see how that acts out. Uh, The playoffs are going to be August 24th in Los Angeles. Western Conference, Eastern Conference playoffs. Saturday, September 8th, it is Legends Cup in Seattle, and that's going to be an awesome event there. And then uh, once the season is over, you will have an international event in Mexico City. And that's going to be Austin Acoustic taking on Ella Temptation September 26th at the Mexico City Arena in Mexico. So what an exciting time for Legends Football League. A lot of things happening there. So let's move on to the international scene uh, before we get out of here. And uh, we won't have our co-hosts today. Unfortunately, Uh, things have happened. Holly's on the road. Um, Luis is doing some stuff. Uh, Troy is really busy. And then Mackenzie is obviously also busy. So we will have them probably back next week or the week after. Uh, all of them are obviously in a busy mode right now, but we appreciate them trying to make the time to come on. So they, they should be here next week or the week after. So we'll have that out. The, uh, Red, um, the Red River Cup Under-18 event that happened in Canada, July 13th through the 17th. You can go at the hub at Facebook.com. Uh, check it out, all the uh, information there. Amateur uh, Sports TV had interviews with a couple of the players. But an amazing event in Canada one of a kind it was put in by the manitoba girls football association um check it out if you guys go it's red river cup on facebook you uh u18 or you can go directly to the manitoba girls football association's uh, page you can get the link there as well so there's a lot of things happening in canada to kind of build a feeder system to try to get more girls to participate and the wwcfl teams were helping out with the event as well as football canada um, so there's a lot of sponsors that were obviously helping out with the event. So it was a great event. It was very successful from what I hear. And so they're probably looking for year two at this point of this tournament. It's the under-18 tournament. And so really exciting times there, I'm not on, not including the Manitoba Football League's regular season. So a nice feeder system being set in place in Canada to help out with the football growth that's happening there. And the WWCFL just continues to get uh, new talent from the these two realms. And hopefully that will obviously help them as well as Football Canada as a team uh, for their women's team that's going to be competing in 2021, which are silver medalists. So obviously they'd like to keep that that way, if not gold, going for the future. So it's going to be pretty exciting times there. Um, There's going to be an event happening, uh, the International Bowl, Global Bowl, WFA United taking on Team Canada. That's going to happen on August 30th through September 1st in Toronto. That's happening there in Toronto, so it's pretty exciting times. And there's a lot of international events that are happening now, so we'll keep tabs on those. You can go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties, and then we'll kind of monitor those as we go. Uh, there's a lot of excitement happening in Germany, so we'll going to that right now in terms of the German League aspect of it. And then we're going to dive into, of course, the uh, fin- uh, Finland League as well and what they're doing out there as well. And let me just get my notes here. And so DBL1 in Germany, uh, Cobras own the slate on in the north, 10 to 0. Uh, that's their, their record right now, champions. Hamburg Amazon, 6 and 6. Kiel Baltic Hurricanes, 6 and 6. The Berlin Knights, 4 and 8. And Hamburg Blue Devils 4 and 10. Uh, DBL2 in the south, uh, Struckard Scorpions, uh, Cologne Falcon, uh, Falconets. Uh, Munich Cowboys and Munich Rangers. I'm sorry, DBL One South. I should say that. Um, so the results for the 7:20, July 20th, with Berlin Knights against the Hamburg Blue Devils, 21 to 7. The Knights take care of business here. It is a matchup in Week 13 here coming up on the 27th and the 28th. Uh, Kill Baltic six and six taking on Hamburg four and ten. Uh, looks like they want to stay in the playoff race. Also, uh, Kill Baltic. Uh, Kill Baltic is looking for that win. Hamburg looking for a little revenge here to get to five and ten. Uh, they played more games than the rest of the teams, so it's kind of like uh, down the stretch for them. Uh, Munich Rangers are going to take on the Cologne Falconettes. It's a battle of zero and eight. The Rangers have not won a game all season. Taking on Cologne Falconettes five and five, and on the 28th as well, the Berlin Knights four and eight will take it on the champions, Berlin Cobras ten and zero. It's a, a great matchup in Berlin going to see the Knights have played pretty well, Uh, 4-8, and not too bad. Now they take on the champs here, and the champs look at the finish strong once again. uh, This is the best team in Germany, uh, bar none, and it's basically the equivalent of the Boston Renegades of the WFA, if you want to take it, the Texas Elite Spartans type mentality. So it's a great, great organization, and Berlin Cobras obviously have that. Uh, Two weeks left in the uh, DBL one season, and it is August 10th, August 11th. Uh, There's going to be great matchups there. And then uh, August uh, 17th, and then we finish up the season August 25th, uh, where the Cobras will take on the Hamburg Amazons. So we'll keep tabs on it in terms of the scene. You go to the Hub right now. We have the lowdown of the standings. You guys can click that on there, American uh, Football Tell, and they will take care of that. Uh, Also, you can follow AFD Ladies Football on Facebook, or you can follow Ladies Football Germany as well on Facebook, and those are our network partners to keep us up to date on what's happened in the women's game and the Euro scene in Germany. So let's go to the Finnish League up in Finland. The uh, standings now, Wolverine Gold 8-0, and they, uh, Troja- uh, the Turco Trojans with Leah Kozla out there having a great uh, weekend this past weekend, three interceptions. Trojans 5-3, and uh, St. Peter's Valkyries 3-5, and the Steelers 3-5, and and the Saints one and seven. and then July 20th and the 21st uh, this past weekend, Valkyrie's fall to the Wolverine gold, 42 to 30. Uh, they had a pretty good lead, 21 to six at half, and then they kind of run away with it. Uh, uh, the Copio Steelers get shut out by the Turku Trojans. like I said, uh, uh, Leah Kaz out there had three interceptions, pretty good day for her. It was a close battle at, at the half, 18 to 14, and the Steelers were leading but then, um, I'm sorry, 18. 14-0, um, and then the Steelers, uh, the Turkish Trojans take control of it, 48-0. So that was a typo on my part. Um, August 24th and the 25th, uh, the matchup of the playoffs is set right now. Number one, Wolverines gold, taking on number four Steelers, Squapo Steelers. Number two, uh, Turco Trojans will take on number three, the St. Petersburg Valkyries. The championship will be September 1st, and that will work out that way. Division one, which is uh, this is the Maple League that we just talked about, but the Division one, which is like Division two in the WFA, as an example, uh, week ten Jaguars versus Bouncers. Bouncers shut out the Jaguars 36 to zero. They were leading at the half 22 to zero, so that was a pretty good lead, and they just run it through. Uh, it is Block one versus Block two. Uh, semifinals, the September uh, 24th and 25th of August. Uh, block one at this point would be considered um, uh, the West Coast Phoenix six and zero, and then you have uh, Eagles four and two. You have Block two, the Bouncers five and one, Crocodiles four and two. So if we had to set them up right now, Block one uh, would be Bouncers taking uh, versus the e- uh, Eagles. And it would be the West Coast Phoenix taking on the Crocodile. So, we'll look to finalize that once the standings come up. Should get them from um, SAJL.FI. And so, great great finish there. So, playoff time in Germany, playoff time in Finland. And that's where we're at now. We'll keep tabs on that since the uh, North American swing has finished at this point. And then we're heading to Brazil in about uh, this coming weekend. Week one in Brazil, we'll be there. So, Brazil, Germany, and Finland, that's our focus. For the next uh three weeks and then we are going to get into uh, australia as the nfl season kicks in we will ta- be talking a lot of nfl on the platform as well as we're going to be talking australian leagues uh in terms of gridiron new south Wales, gridiron queensland uh act gridiron as well as gridiron uh, western australia so a lot of a lot of football in terms of the women's calendar not including the international events that we mentioned previously to that so it's just a an exciting time to be part of it. And we're happy to be uh, eight years on Twitter. Uh, So our network is totally stoked. Eight years on Twitter as the number one Twitter sports source covering women's American football globally. We are your number one source. Follow us. Uh, We want to get to 7,000. Share us. uh, Let everybody know where we're at. Trying to get to 7,000 on Twitter. We're at 6,700. So try to get us up to 7,000 to bring more awareness to the sport. 20,000 strong. Uh, on social media platforms, and we are very, very proud of that. So if you want to go to the hub at Facebook.com, go to the hub there. There's a Shop Now tab, and the only reason we stress that is because we wouldn't be on the air without support from our partners at Zazzle.com. Every legging, T-shirt, hoodie, or anything else purchased at Zazzle.com helps us stay on the air and help bring awareness to the sport of women's American football. So help us out. Get the best T-shirt out there. It is the silver and black no joke football shirt you go ahead and sport it and guess what it's pretty bold so you can tell anybody that sees it on you what is that and you said this is what i play i play no joke football it's a pretty bold statement and that's how you get a big bold attitude to them have them come out and watch you play your amazing talent and skills on game day so check it out there um so that's pretty much uh today's gridiron blitz i didn't have much else to uh kind of go with but next weekend's pretty exciting we have like i said a lot of games in germany we got playoffs coming up in finland um the whole month of august is going to be huge and that's exciting and ultimately uh, we got a lot of stuff at the hub so go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash brand beauties you can also go to our uh, no joke football brand sites on facebook just plug in no joke football brand and you can also go to instagram no joke football brand check it out there. Uh, Shout-out to our amazing, talented athletes, Michelle Marshall, uh, who uh, her team won IWFA Championship. Uh, Austin Ravens took care of business against the Harlingen Hive in Texas. And then shout-out to uh, Anna Garza for being such a great ambassador out there in Mexico. She had a great uh, event in Mexico at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Monterrey, uh, Mexico. And everybody came out to watch her game as well, so support her there. So they will meet uh in about uh August 3rd. Uh, both our Nojo football brand um athletes are gonna meet clash head-to-head, show Marshall against Anna Garza. That's gonna be an exciting matchup. But this weekend, LA versus uh Austin, and that's gonna be a great matchup on in Austin. And then on YouTube, don't miss it, National Knights, Molly Richardson taking on the Chicago Bliss, Tamika Robinson, uh, via the LFL YouTube channel, and then AFE. All football, All-Star Football Events is going to have their live stream this weekend on July 27th. So catch it all. If you miss anything that I just talked about, always go to The Hub at Facebook.com, share it, tell your friends about it, and uh, we welcome you guys to The Hub at Facebook.com. So for Oscar Lopez, the uh Luis Bean, Troy Wilson, Mackenzie Brooks, and Holly Custis, we'll catch you here next week for 284 of the Great Iron Blitz. Have a great weekend, everybody.
1: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.